0: Log Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! Now, from the IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Because we had our recap or what little bit of recap we could have since I didn't really watch much football last weekend. But we already had a recap show Wednesday night. So tonight is the uh, old school abbreviated hour long version of our podcast where we just give you our picks and that's all we give you. You get the recap last Wednesday, like I said. You are listening, indeed, live to in much less detail. The podcast we are here with you on a Saturday night, September the twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. I'm Dre. He's Jay, and I'm I was taken aback because I the phone line is already lighting up. Someone was waiting for our show to start because Man. they have something to to, to say immediately, and I, that kind of actually scares the the hell out of me, to be frank. Uh, but before we get to him. Uh, What brief recap that we might have about the Thursday night game that Carolina won over Houston uh, 24 to nine as eight point favorites. And we both liked the Panthers. So we both start off our week on the right foot. And that's always a good thing. But it's a little sweeter of a good thing for me, because if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I locked up the Panthers. My lock of the week is already taken care of and I have to worry about it. 3 for 3 in locks to start the year so despite being under five for the season I'm feeling really good.
1: You should and you'll probably still find a way to have six lock wins for the year.
0: Probably.
1: <laughs> but that game that game was hard to watch and it got out of hand late. But uh yeah, but I don't know what we were expecting from uh General Mills and yeah. uh or, you know all the Mills jokes. You, know, you almost made fun of him too much because he did lead that one drive. I guess he's good for one drive a game.
0: I'd just play the two-minute warning the entire
1: game, and <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he's good. They got that one drive. But. They got that one drive, and that yeah, that was it wasn't pretty. Uh, the the yard discrepancies uh, in that game, you know, three hundred yards for for Ghost Boy, who, who's looking pretty good on a different team.
0: Yeah, can't really complain much
1: through three. So I I'm curious to to hear what what our caller wants.
0: Okay, you asked for that. All right, area code 973 is calling in. Please uh, state your name, where you're from, and what's on your mind.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, This is Lou from New Jersey, first-time caller to this show, but no stranger to Blog Talk Radio at all.
0: Hey Lou, you call so many shows that you forget you called us before. We remember you because you were wondering if Giannis Antetokounmpo was elite or not before the NBA Finals game. And uh, oh, you're yeah, the same we were,
3: guys.
2: I did, I thought it was I thought it was different guys because it was a different show. So my my apologies. Nice to hear from you. Guys. <laughs> right.
1: Say, same yeah. show, different name. Off, that was the okay, off-season I, version of our show. So I, oh. I guess I guess the follow-up question would be: Is Giannis elite?
2: Okay. Yes.
1: Okay. don't oh.
2: like it okay. <laughs> so they have to like it though? Yeah. We got we
0: got it. We got the confirmation. We've been waiting for two months, three months for you to give the confirmation. We finally got it, so we're we're happy. About yeah. That. Yeah you drag it out of
2: me. <laughs> yeah. But um now that we're into the like um week three of the NFL season and you're discussing quarterbacks, well, I can say one thing. Some of these quarterbacks that came out of the draft, we were expecting a lot from, so far have been a bust. And uh, for my guy, Zach Wilson, he's been a bust. Oof. I mean, yeah, okay, he had a good first game, you know, and everybody thought it was, you know, riding high on him. But as the second game with four interceptions, uh, no. I mean, look. So what does uh, Sammy Boy do for his new team? Oh, he said the career, career game was life, of course. He does – because of the Jets, he does horrible. He goes to Carolina. He does wonderful. Tell me that wasn't all set up, really. (laughs) It's
0: two Uh, games.
2: I had my – on
1: Wednesday night, on Wednesday night, I think it was in the after show, we talked a little bit about this um, Uh, because we didn't make the pick, but we talked a little bit about the game. and. uh, uh, we made the pick on Twitter on Thursday, but the the actual point I was making about Darnold was is was was Darnold the problem, or is it the team and the organization and the coaching staff and the personnel? Well, because uh, you know you get him into a different situation, he sure looks like a different guy. Now this doesn't happen yeah. very often. I don't know if if even Drake no. and I was thinking about bringing this up to Dre on the show today. Can you think huh. of? A first round draft bust quarterback who, in four years, three years, goes to another franchise and actually looks halfway decent because the answer is, I can't think of any.
2: Yeah, and I've heard too. But you know, the top overall draft pick, Trevor Lawrence. Oh boy, he had a horrible. Year. He's on to a he's off to a horrible start too.
1: Well, you, you got to remember think, these these yeah. top draft pick quarterbacks are top draft picks because their teams suck.
2: Yeah, but you expect you expect more from them to make the team better, and obviously, so far it hasn't happened.
0: Not yet. Again, it's it's early. Um, it's they only have two games. An uh, abbreviated
1: abbreviated preseason. Don't forget that. And uh, yeah. yeah, these are bad teams. These are teams that are uh, the cupboard's pretty bare. And uh, you know, hey, was it was it Peyton Manning or Troy Aikman? I believe both won one game their first seasons. Peyton. I think Troy Aikman yeah, uh, had Troy a run won, like first season three. Too. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean,
2: yeah. that was the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure after two weeks of you know the the Colts looking terrible, people were calling in as ah, Peyton Manning guy. He's a bum. He sucks. <laughs> <Especially>, yeah. <You laughs> we're from either. Chicago, so we know all about people calling sports talk shows complaining about quarterbacks because uh, Chicago yeah. is like the capital of that.
2: I thought well, it was I'm, say about the cups, but okay.
0: I've wondered if other cities are like that. I, I don't listen to oh, a yeah. sports We're talk around too. the country. Oh, <laughs> really? New okay. <laughs> oh, New York is worse.
2: Oh, uh, New York is worse, guys. New York is a lot
0: worse. I, I figured it was kind of bad everywhere because, you know, the little bit of snippet of sports talk you hear, it's usually, you know, Philadelphia, New York, Boston. Go, oh,
2: my
3: God, the guy <laughs> is, is fellas, terrible. The New York is
2: brutal. <laughs> I, I mean I mean, bad. well look, I mean, right now the New York media is is, you know, hounding on the Jets and Giants. I mean, they experienced so much better, especially the Jets, they were looking, you know, uh, to get to get to get better uh, with Zach. But uh so far, Zach has been more of a hack.
0: Oof. Yeah, that, that was they can call him Hacking, Hack Wilson. They might. Oh, That's tomorrow. Good.
2: They might. might call him Hack Wilson.
0: Hey, that'd be a hall of famer. Uh, but uh, looking at looking at the roster of the Jets, though, wh- how are they supposed to get better? Like right now with Zach Wilson, yeah. with, who's he surrounded by? That's the yeah, problem. Who's he throwing have to?
2: With, Yeah, he's still in the wrong direction. That's the problem.
0: Well, but if he even if he threw in the right direction, like who, who's out there? Yeah. there there's just. With all these guys, you know, and, and even Trevor Lawrence and Jackson, even though he's, he's the wrong direction too, but even sure, if they yeah. get it straightened out, the, the lack of talent around them is, is a big problem. And we're going to see that tomorrow with, uh, Justin, uh, with, jo- uh, I'm getting my names mixed up, uh, Justin Fields making his debut right. for Chicago, um, uh, the expectations Good, yeah. of that are kind of high, but who's he throwing to? How How's that going to go? Because I don't know if there's too many weapons for him. to look. He might look as bad as, as, as Zach Wilson tomorrow. It's-
1: and and, and I have a feeling. A,
0: my brother's a Bears fan, too.
1: Oh, and don't forget, too, uh, Belichick was probably through looks at Zach Wilson that he had no idea what he was seeing out there. And that's what, right. that's what Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. He he gives them a, a rude welcoming to the NFL. And uh, yeah, wants
2: everybody to be perfect.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, Zach question, Wilson not completed six out of the seven balls he threw in the first half. It's just, right. you know, four of them went the wrong way.
0: But they were completed.
1: Yeah. Like I said, he throws a <laughs> catchable ball.
0: Not clearly. It's not in the direction we want it to. <laughs> Boy, howdy. I, all I can say, uh, Lou, is, is two games very early. I know there's a lot of bad tape out there already on these kids, but uh, it's the, the arrow can only go up because you can't play much worse. So you know, you got to let them break themselves in and, and get used yeah, to the speed but of the game.
2: It, two, it looks like you know, they don't. With Owen, with Owen two, though, you know that says a bad sign. I know again, extra game this year, but you don't really want to start Owen two because you got ground to make up. You don't want to fall too behind. You know, behind so early because it's all because they to catch up when we're only playing 17 games. It's not like in baseball or basketball or whatnot where you can have an early slump and then make up for it later. In football, you can't do that.
1: I got bad news for you. You're going to face Von Miller Bradley Chubb.
2: I know, I know. And,
1: uh, it's probably the
0: 0-3. I was afraid of that.
1: Let's <laughs> uh, do what just, I do. Just have throw, th-
0: throw this year away. Don't worry about it. His first year, just... It, this is a developmental year he's got to get the speed of the of the league and get caught up, so uh right. things can only get better is all I will say
2: yeah i that's what I'm hoping for, but you know still off to an ugly- to an ugly start that is something that you know that the jets jets don't want the jets fans don't want because we were expecting a lot better well i was
0: yeah I, I don't know how many of them i, were, I think though.
1: we have i think we have found the root of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is expectations yeah right uh, Lou, but, you're, you'' know, you
0: you're, <laughs> you're always fun man i I'll say that yeah
2: but you know who wants who wants to aim low? you're supposed to aim high
1: <laughs> that's
0: true, yeah, I get it that's true now, but anyway, they
1: might, not, that's
2: story. Look,
1: but 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 look at the bright side there's eighteen games now, that means there's plenty of chances to go three and fifteen, yeah. Oh, thanks
0: a lot. <laughs> That's aiming high. You didn't say 0-17. That would be a record. That would be a new record. Well, oh, that would be bad. No, you know, that would be
1: hard. That would be, that'd they'll, be they'll hard. Pull, they'll, pull, they'll pull a few out. They'll, they'll pull a couple out this year. It, it, it'll be, you know, as long as they can keep these some, some of these guys upright, let Wilson get his reps. Uh, he's, yeah. he's not going to have to face the Patriots defense and the Broncos defense every week. Um Right. He'll he'll get he'll get a couple of you know he'll get a couple of games in there. They're playing a you know last place schedule, so there'll be somebody in there that they'll they'll, they'll sneak one in on yeah. or two or three. Yeah. And then they, and then when they get that high draft pick, they won't need the quarterback next year. They'll go get them either like a, a good offensive lineman, or they'll get them a weapon, uh, some a game changer on defense. You know, no right. no shame. It's not going to be a one year turnaround.
3: No, certainly
2: not. No. No, I guess not. But still, you know, you don't want to see, you know, like uh, two and fifteen, or 0, or 0, fifteen and two. Ugh.
0: Just hang in there. Just ha- have some some patience. That's all I can say. Is it's definitely not going to happen this year.
2: Yeah, I'm aware of
0: that, but I ex- I, I did expect better. All right, Lou. We're gonna let you go. You're you're always a passionate uh, yeah. New York fan, and up there in Jersey, Thank we you. appreciate you.
2: Yeah, I'll have this one on my show next week as well. Oh boy. <laughs> All,
0: right. All right. That was the uh, always uh, passionate Lou in Jersey. Yeah, he's. Uh, I I don't know if they are exactly the same in in New York, but I. I, I I had a feeling it's pretty bad uh, uh, elsewhere. Uh, I know Chicago's bad, obviously. I've, you know, we've been listening to Chicago our whole yeah. lives, but if, if they're anything like Lou uh, in New York, that that's pretty uh, that's pretty bad. Like I don't know how any Jets fan could really have a lot of expectation for for this year. It was, I mean, it's, <sighs> the team is terrible. It's just I, yeah. I, I can't tell. I can't put it any plainer than that. This is a bad team.
1: Yeah, they showed some heart in Week One. You know they had a couple of garbage time touchdowns, and and then last week they they got their doors blown off by the Patriots, and you know they had had uh, Zach Wilson. You know, you even said the people in the media were already asking him if he was like the new Ghost Boy,
0: which is so typical New York media. That that was just yeah. just come on. The, the kids play two games, and you're already
1: asking. And, them and, and now he come gets on. Denver. Right. I see
0: dead people. So. Well, we'll. Get to that pick. We'll get to all the rest of the picks. 15 more games to pick in week three uh, in our abbreviated football party. We'll get to that after I find where I see I'm having the same problem you had trying to find out where I put the uh, the plug uh, section. And I got to go down all the way down to P. That, that's the problem. Um, we'll pick all the games for week three, all the remaining games in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at imlddray when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at imldjtg. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, InMuchLessDetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is InMuchLessDetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDray and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast, without the express written consent of Jay or Me, is strictly Prohibited. All right, nothing feels better for me than to sit back and just let let fly with the picks, not having to worry about the lock. Pressure is on Jay to figure out which of these games will be the lock I've already taken care of. I've
1: got that handled, don't worry.
0: All right. Well, I haven't gotten you're, one right yet. All right, you've you got to get off the schneid.
1: Fortunately, we'll no matter how bad somebody loses in the locks, the penalty is always the same. You can lose by one or lose by 14. The penalty is the same.
0: Yeah, this is true. So we'll and I can, I'm
1: going to go to sleep tonight. Glad to know that Giannis is elite.
0: The, the confirmation. We've been waiting so long. Mm-hmm. Finally. Lou admits. Somebody from New York admitted that somebody is elite that's not in New York. That that We just made news tonight, man. I don't think that's ever happened in the history of New York <laughs> that someone in New York has actually admitted that someone else is elite that's not playing in the state of New York. So we, we we're glad it
1: happened on this show, which means nobody will ever know. So his secret's <laughs> safe with us.
0: You know, six, seven people, maybe. Uh, but, hey, they can spread the
1: word. Six or seven people just fell out of their chairs <laughs> or drove off to the Faso, road.
0: Faso, as always. All right, we will start with the aforementioned Bears-Browns game with the debut of Justin Fields as a starter. He got some game action, of course, uh, trying to mix and match him and and get some plays in and get his feet wet now because Andy Dalton is uh, no longer available. It's going to be all Justin Fields all the time tomorrow for Chicago. They are one and one The Cleveland Browns are also one and one and Baker Mayfield and the Browns give seven and a hook, minus seven and a half, hosting the Bears.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the hook scares me a little bit on this one here, but I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the Brown fever this week. You know, I'd really, I really wanted to take the Bears here. It's Justin Fields. It's his first start. You know, get all excited for the rookie. Can do. Uh, you know, Like I said, he can do some really amazing things, but he can also do some really silly rookie things like throwing the ball right to people, stand, you know, linebackers standing right in front of them. Um, I have a feeling Cleveland's going to be coming at him from all kinds of different angles. That's a good defense. Um, so they can get pressure on the quarterback. They're not too, they're not terrible on the back end. They don't really allow much on the ground. Uh, the Bears offense. I don't think Justin Fields is the problem. I think you know what the problem is. Problem is the coaching staff, and most most notably yeah. Matt Nagy. Thirtieth uh, in total yards, thirty first in passing. Uh, they, they can run a little bit, but Justin Fields has actually been some of the contribution to that too. Plus uh, David Montgomery had that one really good uh, had that one really good game back in Week One. But overall, th- that Bears offense just, just lacks sizzle, lacks creativity. And I'm not sure if just the change of quarterback to somebody more athletic is suddenly going to open up the playbook and this offense is going to stop looking like, you know, hot garbage. So I wanted to take him. The hook scares me, but I'm going to go ahead and take Cleveland here. I think Cleveland gets a, you know, 10, 12-point win.
0: I precede my uh, analysis of the game by reminding everybody I'm a huge Bears fan. I'm not rational. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Okay, here we go. I warned you. Here we go. Jarvis Landry, the favorite receiver of Baker Mayfield, lands on the injured reserve with a knee. And OBJ is now ready to take his place. Finally, Odell Beckham will take the field for the Cleveland Browns. After recovering from his ACL tear, he did not play the first two games and he's finally ready to go right out there and take Jarvis Landry's place and be the number one receiver for the Cleveland Browns, which is bad news for the Cleveland Browns, because as we've talked about many times, as Jason first pointed out, and I didn't want to believe it because it's just counterintuitive, that the Browns seem to be much worse when Odell Beckham is on the field than when he's not, and the the, the numbers back it up, so... I don't know exactly why we have our theories, but OBJ would be out there to ruin whatever Brown's plans that they had. Uh, Chasing Justin Fields all around the field may backfire on the Browns because Justin Fields brings that athletic element that the bears have never had at quarterback, at least not in a decent quarterback. And Justin Fields might not do much in the air, but he might make a whole lot of big plays with his feet and the bears on the other side can get after Baker Mayfield. So yeah, go Bears. I got them to win the game and, of course, cover the seven and a half, because why not? And, again, I'm not rational. Stop,
1: Bears! Stop, Bears! I, I, was wonder, I was wondering when that would start to come out, you know? I thought you held it together for the first two two weeks of there pretty well. I and mean, you had the Bengals. I mean, you picked the Bengals, did you?
0: I, I tried to get extra cute. I said the Bears would win by one. <laughs>
1: Less than two.
0: And they won by three. <laughs> <laughs> and, if okay. they were, and if I'd have got them at the three and a half point favorite, I'd have been correct on that, so you know if you know, if this, if that, but that was you know red rifle, so of course I could really temper myself now. Let's go your field Soldi your field quarterback is today. All right, moving on from that to the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants. What a downer that, that is going from one from that game to this one. Uh, both teams are 0-2, Atlanta cop-out line plus three at the Giants. It's going to be a lot of threes and sevens this week.
1: Right. Yeah, I noticed that when I was even going through and making the picks. Um, but, yeah, this one, uh, this one had snuck down into that two-and-a-half to three range, but I picked it at three. Um, I'm still going to go ahead and take the Giants here. One of these teams I still had slated for the playoffs. The other one I didn't. And uh, mm-hmm. with Atlanta, they had, we talk about Atlanta and all these offensive weapons. Uh, waiting for the offense. It, it has not been there. Uh, maybe the Giants' defense is going to you know be what it takes. But Atlanta, going outside, I, I always have bad visions of this Atlanta team just going to New York and just bogging down and doing absolutely nothing. I remember an ex- a, 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 I believe a uh was it a a game where they scored two points it, it, at the Giants <laughs> in a playoff game Man, after you're really safety. going in the way back machine. That was the Mike Smith era, but it, it never looks pretty when the Falcons go and play the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants to cover the 3.
0: And Evan Ingram should debut uh, finally for the Giants. He had had missed the first two games this season. Uh, Yeah, I don't like Matty Ice so far under Arthur Smith. Uh, It looks like from the little limited bit of uh, Falcons football that I've gotten a chance to watch in highlights that Smith is sort of treating him a little bit like Ryan Tannehill, like trying to rely on other parts of the offense and not letting – Matty Ice just kind of sling it. He wants to kind of build the offense of it. This ain't Tannehill, bro. Let Matty Ice sling the ball. Let him go and let him do what he knows how to do. Uh, I just don't like the Giants less. I, I like the Falcons not much, but I like the Giants even less from what they've been doing, the way they've been playing, and the way Danny Danny Dimes has been looking. I, just, I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in it, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with Atlanta. I just, just The Giants just don't look good at all to me right now. And and I think the Falcons can sneak in and get that first win of the year for themselves. On to the Saints and the Patriots, New Orleans and new England are both one and one and really a disparate one and one teams. Both of them had victories where they looked really good. And both of them had losses where they looked really bad. So really hard to tell on both of these teams. And as a result, cop out line, which makes sense. New Orleans plus three at new England.
1: Um, yeah, I, I got when I looked at this line, I'm thinking, well, this is this feels like a value pick for me, and it feels like a value on the side of the Saints. The Saints came out and looked so good and so balanced, and everything was clicking for them, and they and they blew out a a good team, a good team who was underprepared or completely unprepared. Um, and then they went to Carolina and ran into that defense and just ran into a buzzsaw, riding high off of that win. I think Sean Payton's a good coach. I think this is a more talented team than the other team. Uh, I think the Saints are definitely the better squad on the field. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints to spring the upset. I did I did the quotes there for you. Uh, <laughs> spring the upset at New England. I think this line has more to do with last week's results and a reaction to them, you know. Belichick and the Patriots—they they looked really good and got all those interceptions, but they—but I mean they, they beat the Jets. Uh, the Saints lost to a team that's now sitting at three and zero and a pretty impressive three and zero. So I, I'm gonna still take the Saints on this one.
0: Marshawn Lattimore, the DB, is supposed to return from injury. Uh, Got a lot of uh, call-ups and promotions from the practice squad going on this week. Uh, Kenny Stills, there's a throwback name blast in the past, gets called up for the Saints uh, for their wide receiver core, give uh, famous Jameis a little bit of help. Uh, How about the two most tenured coaches in the league going at each other? Sean Payton and Bill Belichick been around longer than anybody else. So, you know, these old heads are going to get at it. It should be fun. Uh, Of course, which Jameis do we get is the big question. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, I've expressed my fear already that it might be back and forth all year between good Jameis and bad Jameis. Might be good Saints, bad Saints all year. Uh, Can New England generate the pass rush to force Jameis into being bad Jameis and to force him into into those mistakes? They sure did it uh, against the rookie Zach Wilson. Uh, Or will Dennis Allen on the other side dial it up for the Saints defense and get after Mac Jones. That's the part that people don't pay attention to. Uh, The Saints defense has been a big part of their success over the last several years. Uh, So I'm going to concur with you because of the defense. I actually got the Saints to win a somewhat low scoring game uh, because I think they'll force Mac Jones into the mistakes and Jameis will overcome and get the Saints on the board. On to Arizona and Jacksonville. Cardinals are two and zero. Jags are zero and two. Both are going completely opposite directions already this early in the season. Cards are big seven and a half point favorites on the road at the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, that was a, a big lucky win for the Cardinals last week. They let the they let the Vikings uh, basically just throw their ball all over the place up and down the field. Uh, but they get hey, you know what? Vikings are going to Viking kicker are going to mm-hmm. Viking kicker. Uh, I I don't understand how snake bit you can be as a franchise uh, to have that many things go wrong for you on the kicking side of the ball. The Jags don't do anything well, but I don't think Arizona is as good as some of their numbers may indicate so far. I'm actually going to take the Jags to keep it under the seven and a half. I love the hook on this one. Um, I could, you know, I could see Trevor Lawrence giving and taking away all day long. He's going to be forced into throwing situations, and I think this turns into uh, kind of a shootout type of game. I, I could definitely see this being like a 34-27 type game uh, for the Cardinals, which would make them 3-0. and um, But I would also not be surprised if they just go on the road and completely lay an egg and lose this game. This, feel, this is what Ooh. fun bad teams is they need to ascend. Like Maybe in the karma, comes back after that, that win that they shouldn't have had last week and, and says, no, Arizona, you don't deserve to be 3-0. and
0: uh, and also to be uh, afraid of New Hopkins, who has bad ribs and hasn't practiced all week. So there's a good chance yeah. that he doesn't take the field. Uh, game time decision, although he's one of those veterans that might they might let him go out there and play, even though he hasn't practiced all week. But usually, you don't practice, you don't play. But we'll we'll see how that works out. So there's some fear there. There's fear of the Cardinals being the type of team that lets teams hang around, don't know how to put them away yet because they're you know, still young. So I understand all that. I'm not even considering taking the Jaguars until the game doesn't look way too fast for Trevor Lawrence. Right now the game looks way too fast for Trevor Lawrence. And I'm a little surprised by that as well as he looked at uh, Clemson, looked like the number one pick in waiting for like a couple of years and hasn't played like it. It's only two games, but until it it doesn't look way too fast for him, I'm not even going to come close to taking the Jags. So I'll I'll take Arizona and give the seven and a half. The Ravens visit the Lions. Baltimore, of course, coming off that incredible comeback victory uh, at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Detroit Lions are 0-2 and might be sinking fast. Uh, so no surprise, the 1-1 Ravens are same uh, point spread on the road, seven-and-a-half point favorites at the Detroit Lions.
1: Yeah, you said it. Coming off of that big, emotional road win, Right, home win, home win. And that's right. They had to do that at home. They had to come back from the big deficit at home on a Monday night. And and was that Monday night? Sunday night. Yes, Sunday night. Oh man, it's been a long week for me. Don't... <laughs> um I'm taking Detroit because Baltimore coming off of the big win. I'm not taking Detroit to win, but Baltimore. They come off the big win, and you know you go on the road and you you kind of look uninspired and, and bored, and uh, it would be so Ravens for them to show up and have to, to, to scratch and claw to get a win here against the team that they should just roll up.
0: And the defense has lost several, uh, several players this week to the goop, uh, so several starting players. The defense will be short. Um, now on the Lions side, you got to laugh at them a little bit. They are, this is so Lions that's so lions. I don't have a that's So lions drop, uh, they're already holding out Jamie Collins, the the veteran linebacker who came over to the Lions, uh, along with your favorite ex-coach, uh, Azhat with the pencil behind his ear, came over to play for him, and he's gone, and now he's not happy. So the Lions are already holding out their veteran linebackers so they can try to trade him. After two weeks of football, they're already holding guys out and getting ready to trade him. That is definitely Detroit Lions football right now. However, I concur for the exact same reasons you were saying. That would be so Ravens to go have that huge win against Kansas city, to get their identity back, run all over the cheese. You know what you got to do. And then you come back out against Detroit and they're probably going to do something stupid, like have Lamar throw the first four or five balls of the game, trying to get, you know, get his confidence back or get him uh, installed as the, as the passer and make sure everybody knows, Hey, he's still a real quarterback. He's, he's not very good at quarterback. I keep, Saying this, no one seems to want to listen to me. Um, yeah, I, I concur. I'm the. They they might foul it all up in Motown. I, I'm worried. I am, and I'm going to uh, concur with you and take the points. Uh oh. <laughs> Are they <laughs> yeah, going to fall in a trap? Uh oh, it's, it's an Elvis game. Wow, this this might be indeed. Yeah, uh, I haven't used the Elvis drop in so long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to dust it off.
0: What's the name of that damn song? Uh,
1: did you title it by the song or by Elvis?
0: I, there it is. I I did it by caught in a trap. I was looking for suspicious minds and I fooled myself. We're
3: caught in a trap. I can't walk out.
0: Yeah, I, I did it by the actual name that uh, that we used to, the drops and and ah. I, I was looking for suspicious minds. Then I was looking for Elvis. I didn't have it under that, head, so that, that's why it took me so long. Uh, so yeah, nice, uh, nice call there. Definitely is a big trap for the Ravens. Okay, these Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers in AFC North action. Both teams are one and one, and a little hard to get a read on both of them. So this spread is, is a little surprising, but kind of not really. Cincinnati is only a two and a half point underdog at the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: And this would this always used to be my my go to upset, right? Bengals yeah. at Steelers just, you know, and even no matter how good or how bad the Bengals were, they're always going to go and they're going to show up big against Pittsburgh. Problem is, uh, Pittsburgh just had what happened to them happen last week with the with the Raiders coming to town and taking the top off that defense. And, and, and did you watch that play? Did you, did you see the play I told you to watch?
0: No, I didn't get a chance to. Oh to
1: man, you, do, you still got to do yourself a favor and just catch that that Derek Carr throw because it was a thing of beauty. Um, and that's my only fear. I do have the Steelers here, but my only fear is their pass D is pretty brutal. And the Bengals' only move seems to be Joe Burrow deep to Jamar Chase. If <laughs> right. they can, it, it, this is Pickens to uh, Blake to Pickens, right? This, this <laughs> might be the new Blake to Pickens. It's just Burrow oh, to Chase. This is it. This is all you got. Ball pops off the screen and then it drops back into the screen. And there's Jamar Chase walking into the end zone. Um, they connect on that a few times. Yeah. Bengals pull an upset. I think the Steelers coming off the big loss um, at home against the Raiders are good enough to bounce back here. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers.
0: And T Higgins won't play for the Bengals. He's got a shoulder injury. So yeah. don't need more
1: Jamar, you Chase. Jamar Chase,
0: <laughs> Just more Jamar Chase, he's going to have uh, 20 targets tomorrow. Uh, for the Steelers, big injury news. TJ Watt is out with a groin injury. The oh, he got his rush... bag
1: and got hurt.
0: <laughs> well, it, it happens sometimes, I How guess. How
1: often does that happen?
0: Yeah, uh, and the Steelers need, need him. They need a pass rush desperately. Um, and Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver, is not going to play with a knee injury. What the hell is Ben Roethlisberger going to do now that Deontay is out? Because that's all he does is throw to Deontay Johnson. He forgets that he has other receivers on his team that are kind of good. You might want to use that Juju guy. He's been pretty good. might want to go to that Chase Claypool kid. He looks like he could be pretty good. Uh, This should be a a Steelers murdering of Joe Burrow if that pass rush can step up. Again, they won't have T.J. Watt. Um, So I think this is a Melvin Ingram game. I think he needs to be a big factor here at a former Charger. Uh, I'll agree with you and take Pittsburgh to to step on the Bengals, uh, but I'm kind of worried about that one too, because the Steelers
1: don't look so hot early on. Should have been my lock, but it's not.
0: Ooh, that's a tease. Uh, AFC West action, Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, This is at Kansas City. We remember the game last year, Week Two at L.A., where Joe Burrow, uh, not Joe Burrow, but Justin Herbert, uh, had to come in for Tyrod Taylor after the uh, doctor tried to stab him to death, and uh, Herbert uh, got the job for that point and did not let it go. So here's the uh, sort of rematch of that. Uh, Chiefs at one, in, uh, uh, at one and one, the Chargers are also at one and one, but the Chargers are a seven point underdog at the Chiefs, who might be a little steamed after last week.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, you, you'd think they would be, but I'm still going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Chargers to keep this under a touchdown. Uh, Justin Herbert, he, he's not afraid. He's he's definitely not afraid of the spot. He, this isn't a place where I think he's going to be scared to go into. Um, I think he's going to have to throw to keep them in the game. I think they ultimately lose. Um, but I think that uh, he has to throw enough back and forth. This feels like a shootout. Another another one of these games I have a feeling is going to just end up being a shootout back and forth. Uh, and I'm going to take the Chargers to keep it under the number. Uh, it should be an exciting game. Uh,
0: the offense and the uh, over and the over-under will get a boost because there's a couple of big defensive uh, issues in this game for the Chargers. Joey Bolsa hasn't practiced all week, so he's not looking very good for the game. And the Chiefs have already ruled out Frank Clark. So, uh, both quarterbacks might be able to stand back there and just kind of gunsling all day. So uh, that's good for them. Um, but I love the uh, weeks like this where we see things like really differently on all the games. So KC uh, will be motivated as hell coming off that Baltimore loss. And they need to show Justin Herbert that he's not there yet. He tried to show them in week two last week, uh, last year, almost beat them straight up, uh, the defending champs. Um, I got this as a sunning. I think the chiefs are, are pissed as hell off of that game. They had the Ravens down and, and let them just run, come back run right over them and, and win the game that way. I think they're going to come out and, and put the smack on the chargers and, and show them, Hey uh, kid, son, you're not, you're not on our level you, yet. You're
1: yeah. not ready.
0: <laughs> you're not quite ready. And we're mad off of that Baltimore. yeah, I, I think the chiefs are going to stomp them uh, onto Washington and Buffalo, the potato skins and the bills are both one and one but the potato skins of course are starting Taylor Heineke again at quarterback and the bills have a little bit of an advantage at that position with Josh Allen. Uh, so the potato skins are seven point dogs at the bills.
1: This game opened at nine and a half and somehow Mm -hmm. moved down to seven. So there was money coming in on Washington. I call that value. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the bills, give all the points. Um, yeah, Taylor Heineke, he looked great. You know, he threw for 300 yards. He had a really good game last week. Uh, the Bills, after that first-week loss where they looked pretty uh, inept, they had that get-right moment
3: Ooh, against boy, Miami. Have...
1: And, yeah, and, and, and sometimes you need that, right? You get that first week, that fourth game of the preseason now, is that week one game now, and then all of a sudden the season seemed like it started last week for Buffalo, and I think it's back to smooth sailing. Uh, Washington can play some defense. I mean, obviously that's going to give you a little bit of a scare if you're Buffalo. Uh, but Buffalo's defense has actually played pretty well the first two weeks so far. Of course, that happens when you play against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> uh, but they also uh, played a pretty good defensive game against the Steelers uh, in week one. Their offense just wasn't clicking. Now that the offense looks to be clicking, watch out. I'll take the Bills, give the points.
0: I don't have a, a tight fit on this game. I don't have a, a big feel either way. project has been underwhelming uh, to start the year. But the Washington defense has been underwhelming as well. Uh, they've been getting yeah. lit up more than I thought they ever would. Uh, so which one bucks up and comes through and, and puts their, their stamp on things? I'm, I'm agreeing with you in taking Buffalo and giving seven, but that's only because I think they're going to win by like eight. Uh, so I, I don't feel a whole lot of confidence in, in that pick at all. But uh, actually, it should be a, an interesting game to watch for those who uh, get that in their area or for those who have the package like you.
1: I'll, I'll be home tomorrow. Um so uh, rare Sunday at home, so I'll have my red zone going. So I'll I'll be excited. So it's my the one nice thing I have about Sundays um, is I love I live for the red zone. And with the Packers playing in the evening, it's a red zone all day.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, I I still haven't ever uh, checked out that red zone thing. Everyone best thing who ever
1: it yeah, is the best thing ever. Everyone
0: who does it says it's it's awesome. You so, can't man, watch gotta...
1: football. You, you just can't. I can't even. Want, I don't even want to watch the local game because huh. i just like give me just give me that for especially for that first three hours on at noon when you got those like eight nine games all going at the same time yeah just give me the red zone all day long
0: do they have commercials during that or just no. straight action oh okay. it is
1: just straight action the whole time commercial is, there a, is
0: there a host for that or does uh yeah does just, yeah now? they
1: have a guy who sort of moderates it and kicks you back and forth from game to game um but, it explains but there's what's no going on sometimes they will have What's that?
0: I said, but there's no commercials.
1: No commercials.
0: Like does, does, he, does he have a diaper? What, what, what does he do? How, how does that work? <laughs> just sits there for six hours and, and just does all the game. Okay, well, I I, I definitely see why uh, people would love it now that now that I know that there's no commercials. That that's probably just an adrenaline yeah, rush goes for three, to three
1: hours. Just, they just jump to another game. They'll show you a highlighter. They'll show you a play that you might have missed. Oh man, yeah. that does no, it does look pretty is, awesome. It's, it's, it is a great thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Gotta check it out someday. Uh, you, you know how slow I am with everything technology wise. Yeah, how I many? Can. How many years did you tell me, dude? Once you get HD TV, you're not gonna want to go back to watch it. Oh, I'm
1: fine. I got this big cathode ray <laughs> tube TV. I don't. I don't need <laughs> HD. Come on. And then what? And then it happened. And you were like, and Then the oh. first
0: time I saw HD, I was like, Oh
1: my god. Oh, this is oh. what they were talking about.
0: So I'm that guy. I'm. I'm behind on, okay. on everything. But, you know, that's, that's that's how I roll. All right, uh, moving on to AFC South, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Uh, I have no friggin' idea what the Colts are going to do at quarterback. They might go Carson Wentz and his double ankle thing. They might fly Byron Leftwich in and have him uh, carry on the tradition of carrying the quarterback down the field between plays, because I don't know how you play quarterback in the NFL with two sprained ankles or whatever he's got. Um, mm-hmm. Or they might go – Jacob Eason, whoever that is, Uh, not Tony Eason, those of us of a certain age remember Tony Eason, Uh, or that they've actually had Brett Hundley uh, taking the first string reps Mm. all week, I believe. So that's, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) I don't Mm. know. No one one knows which way they're going to go. Um, and for the Titans, Bud Dupree is questionable. He's got a knee injury. Taylor Lewan returns. He didn't play last week. He had a knee injury, and I don't know if that's good or bad for Tennessee because Taylor Lewan, of course, at week one, got used as a turnstile by Chandler Jones. So if he wants to come back and be better than that, that's that'd be great. Uh, Colts at 0-2. They are six-point dogs down here in Nashville at the 1-1 and
1: Titans. I believe the Colts' defense is going to admirably keep them in this game, but they have – that That is a rudderless ship on offense. Uh, there, there's no direction there. Carson Wentz with two bad ankles would just be a stationary target for the for the, for the the Titans to tee off on. And I don't have any trust in Jacob Eason or Brett Hundley. They could be both in the backfield at the same time, and it wouldn't make a difference. They could just play two quarterbacks at the same time, confuse the hell out of the other team, don't know which one's going to get snapped to, it won't matter. I'll take the Titans well, here. Give them, well, give, man, give them the offense, points. It, it doesn't right. matter. Give, give me the Titans and give the points.
0: Uh, I got a feeling Huntley will get in one way or another. If he, he's been taking all the reps, uh, they they oh, might start. What? Well, they because they might want to really start with wins. But he's got if he's got two sprained ankles, he's got to come yeah. out at some point. I'm sorry, he's not going to finish the game if he's got two sprained ankles. Uh, so we might get Brett at that point, and, and the Titans will then feast once Brett Huntley. Mm-hmm gets in the game. And the Titans don't even have a pass rush, and they'll still feast because it's Brett Hundley, and he sucks. So I will concur with you and take the Titans and give the six. And now time for the late afternoon action, starting with the Jets visiting the Denver Broncos. Close your ears, Lou in Jersey. We're talking about the 0-2 Jets. Well, we're not going to talk about them much, I don't think. Uh, And the impressive 2-0 Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, biggest spread of the week: Jets are plus ten and a half at the Broncos.
1: Yeah, and they're every bit of of ten and a half point dogs. They are that bad. Um, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. You go. You first. You have to go. Uh, you, you play the Panthers in Week One, and that defense, which now that we've had three games to look at it, they're pretty good. And then they play the Patriots and Bill Belichick, who eats uh, rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. And then your next trip is up to Denver to play Von Miller. And that defense and Teddy Bridgewater on offense, they're moving the ball. They actually look competent on offense. So, you know, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater might be one of those, like, un, most underrated quarterbacks. It, it seems like he's just always either hurt or he just can't get the fair shake. And it looks like he's getting a chance now in Denver and he's running with it. I'll, I'll take Denver. I'll give them all.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, and you were mentioning, uh they got a, Sending Zach Wilson out there now in week three against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, which is just a yeah. nightmare. Uh, Chubb went on IR with an ankle injury, so he won't be there. And I'm still concurring with you on taking the Broncos because it's still Zach Wilson after Belichick. What he did to him now has to take on Vic Fangio and the Broncos defense. That should be a massacre. So uh, I concur. I will take Denver minus 10 and a half as well.
1: And I, and I took a brief moment while we were doing the – while we were talking to Lou, and I looked at the yeah. Jets' schedule – Three might be optimistic. <laughs> but they do get the Dolphins twice, and they do get the Jags somewhere. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to take Dolphins. a lot. Dolphins are trash.
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of the Dolphins. Uh, playing the Las Vegas Raiders, Miami at 1-1. One and one. Raiders are 2-0. and oh. It's it's only two games, but they're, uh, they're a success story so far early in this season. Uh, Dolphins, Tua, Tua time. It, it's on hiatus. He's got fractured ribs. He's on IR. So for the foreseeable future, Jack Brisket is the man under center in Miami. Uh, Dolphins are, maybe this is a surprise, only three and a half point dogs at yeah. the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: If there was a competent backup that wasn't Jake Brisket in place, if this was Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, back there, or, you know, or a solid veteran who I had some faith in, I would probably take the Dolphins in this spot. This feels like a, a classic letdown spot. You know, the, the, the Raiders go on the road. They beat the Steelers. Derek Haar, he's the number one passer in the league. That offense, that passing offense has just been next level. Problem is, is that Miami offense, just they can't do anything. They can't run. They can't throw. If they can't score. I'm taking the Raiders. Lock it up.
0: Whew. Yeah, um, I'm scared to the death of the uh, Vegas pressure, to, which has been uh, uh, an undersung part of their start. Uh, their pass rush is killing people, uh, crashing down on a terrible Miami Dolphins offensive line. Uh, they they might put down Tua if Tua was playing. They might put down Jack Brisket, uh, but. You know what? Jack Brisk has got a lot better game instinct than Tua. I think he knows how to keep himself clean as opposed to what Tua will be doing running around like a chicken with his head cut off and making really, really bad mistakes. Um, you know, I just generally lean against the Raiders all the time because they're the Raiders and I don't like the way they're run. Uh, Miami five and three on the road last year. Big is only two and six at home in their big empty stadium. It's not empty anymore. I understand that, but Yeah. Gold Jack brisket. I'm taking a fish. So that's really wow. going against your, your lock. Wow. I'm really crapping on it. Okay. It's, it's Vegas. They they got to spit up at some point, and their running back Josh Jacobs is down once again. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be interested in that. there's a reason to pay attention to fish and Raiders now. That's uh that's something we definitely didn't think we'd be saying. Uh, now this is the. Probable game of the week, uh, which is not going to be a lock on either one of our sides, but we'll still be very interested. Anyway, Tammy, Tammy, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. I mixed up Tommy and Tampa, uh, and the Los Angeles Rams. They're both two and zero. The World Champions are on the road and they are favored uh, by only a point, so basically a pick'em. Uh, but it should be fun. Brady versus Stafford. Tampa minus one at the Rams at SoFi.
1: The one thing that's really uh, stood out to me, you know, that's not getting a lot of, you know, run or being talked about very much in how impressive the Bucks have looked in their first two games, and they've looked really good. Uh, but, boy, you can throw on these guys now. You know, Sean Murphy Bunting is out for the season, and, and I, Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, and they do some, you know, play action and some rollouts, and I'll tell you what, it, you can't run on Tampa, but all you can do is pretend like you're going to run, and that seems like sometimes it draws up the safeties, and Matthew Stafford, he's a veteran quarterback, and he can throw that thing deep. I actually think the Rams spring the upset here against that banged-up uh, secondary of Tampa.
0: Got the injury news in this one. Uh, A.B. got the goop. Antonio Brown was out, got the uh, coronavirus. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, he's out. He's got a shoulder injury on the Rams' side. uh starting a bit of a run of guys who we don't know if they're going to play, but we know the team has made a move uh, out their practice squad and promoted someone at their position. So that seems to be a bad uh, situation. Daryl Henderson, the running back for the Rams is iffy. He's got ribs, but the Rams promoted someone named Buddy Howell today uh, at running back. So would seem to be an indication that Henderson will not be ready to go. Sonny Michelle will be ready to take his place at running back for the Rams. Uh, So Stafford and McVay get a a real defense to test themselves. They had Chicago and Indianapolis the first two games, which are both okay defenses. uh, And now you get the uh, Buccaneers. Uh, But how the Rams handle Brady is the key to this game, in my opinion, because how many years have we been talking about it? And what do we say? How do you beat Tom Brady, whether it's New England
1: or Tampa Bay? Get there with four.
0: Bust him in the fucking mouth. And if yep. you can do it with four like the Rams can, all the better. Uh, pressure and zone behind him. And, yeah, I think that's going to be the key, and that's how it's going to happen. The the Rams and Aaron Donald get at him on the uh, front line, and they drop other, all their other guys back and, and zone it up and, and make Tommy try to figure out how to beat him. And, and missing Antonio Brown would appear to be a big weapon. He's really turned himself into a playmaker again. And It's so sad, Brown's career, the way that it's turned – mostly due to his own stupidity. He really was one of the best receivers in the league with with the Steelers. So it's not as – shouldn't be a surprise that he was doing so well with the Buccaneers, but uh, going to miss this game. Um, I think that, that makes a difference. Uh, so I'm going to concur with you and take uh, L.A. It, it, what should be a really fun game to watch, uh, but that's it. Bust him in the fucking mouth, and, and that's how you do it against, Tommy, against Tom Brady. All, after all these years, that's still the way to beat Tom Brady. Uh, on to the Seahawks and the Vikings Seattle at one and one Minnesota at zero oh and two uh, and therefore no surprise the Seahawks are the road favorites they give two points at the Vikings
1: yeah a bit of a heartbreaking loss last week don't you think the way that the way that that went down for the Vikings but on the positive side they found their offense again uh they they've they've Now, after two games, Kirk Cousins has been putting up some yards. I know, uh, I believe Dalvin Cook is uh, a little nicked up for this one. He's questionable for this game. Uh, They do have a serviceable backup there. Uh, We might see some road rust in this one, uh, which we always know what that road rust can look like. I think the Vikings are the more desperate team. I don't think that this is a team that we expected to start the season 0-3, and neither did they. Uh, so if you're going to get the fight, you're going to get it all from the Vikings in this game. I think they somehow find a way to scratch and claw their way to their first win.
0: Uh, yeah, Dalvin has an ankle. He hasn't practiced all week. Um, that's another one. Vikings promoted uh, former Lion Amir Abdullah from their practice squad. So that Oh, he's would, a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. He's not Dalvin Cook, and neither is uh, their their actual backup, who is named
1: uh, his name is Alexander Kingsman. Madison.
0: Yeah, Madison. That's the guy. And he's and he's good. He's not Dalvin Cook. Um, so yeah, that that would be a, a, a bad indicator. And I'm a Dalvin Cook fantasy owner, so believe me, I'm keeping my eye on that, on any news that I can find about that, because that would appear to mean I have to look at somebody else to start uh, at running back uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, fascinating game actually to me, Seattle versus Minnesota. Both secondaries should get lit on fire all game long. We know. Seattle is the Legion of Room, and we know Minnesota has had trouble covering guys. Uh, Dalvin would have been the difference if he was healthy. He's not healthy, so he might play, and he might be ineffective, and he might not play at all. Uh, Seattle doesn't have a Dalvin Cook, but Minnesota doesn't have a Dalvin Cook. So because he's going to be not a a factor as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to go with Russ to pull it out on the road because the Vikings don't seem to know how to stop anybody in the air. So I will take Seattle and give the two. And hopefully this won't be the game where I should have got cute and Seattle wins by only one. On Sunday night football, the Green Bay Packers visit the San Francisco 49ers. Which Green Bay do we get? Which Aaron Rodgers do we get? They are one and one. And really, Aaron, uh, from what I, what you were telling me, from what I've been reading, they they still didn't look all that impressive even though they rolled up uh, the the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football, um, they did the second the... half. Okay,
1: like they woke up, they came out of halftime of that game a different team.
0: And the Niners looking like they're bouncing back well, two and zero start. Uh, Cop out line Packers plus three at the
1: Niners. Yeah, if there's uh, anything that I've seen for watching Aaron Rodgers for his whole career, you know, and and he is the guy of all the, of the made up beef, right? But no team does Aaron Rodgers have more of a made-up beef with than the San Francisco 49ers. His hometown team, the team that he wanted to draft him, the team that drafted Alex Smith number one, and it has been his life's goal to shove it up the 49ers' ass every chance he gets. I'm going to take the Packers here because uh, that's all you need. Just, all Rodgers seems to need is motivation. When they lose, it's because he's bored. I don't think he's going to be bored on this game. And it's prime primetime game.
0: Uh, running back situation for the Niners, Trey Sermon, is up, and Elijah Mitchell is down with a shoulder injury. He will not play. Uh, another promotion, another former Lion, Carryon Johnson gets promoted from the practice. Uh, former Detroit Lions uh, for $500 getting promoted all over the place today. Um, I don't know if Mr. – is Sim still alive, or is he, is he no longer <laughs> with us?
1: Harry uh, anyway. Sanders is coming out of retirement for somebody this week.
0: And could probably still play his ass off today, honestly. Yeah. If,
1: if we're being honest. He makes some guys miss.
0: Uh, even in the Packers squishing Detroit, the Packers uh, didn't look all that impressive. Like you said, second half, they woke up. But uh, I'm looking at the airport. The little bit that I could see, you know, craning my neck, um, looking over the some home run-in pizza that I got at, the, at Midway while we were waiting for our next fight. Oh, God, I miss home run-in pizza. Um, I I saw something you had been referencing before the season season even started. Saw some terrible Kevin King coverage. Like, what is he doing out there? He just, yeah <laughs> seems like he doesn't know where he is or where to go or what to do. Like, how, how long have you been playing in a league at this point? Um, I, think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a, a, a good game. I think it's gonna be uh, close, but I'm I'm gonna side with the Niners. I think just as a whole, right now, they're the the unit to trust. The Packers. Uh, I I guess I still. Got some residue off of that New Orleans game. Like I don't know if I can trust them. I don't know what to believe. Um, and I think the Niners' defense is trying to uh, get back into into the form that they used to be in, and they should be tough. Um, so I'm going to take Jimmy Garoppolo to, to go three and zero and beat the Pack. And Monday Night Football, NFC East action: the Eagles and the Cowboys. They're both one and one, and I was shocked to see this because the Cowboys usually get all the love, but top out line: Eagles and Jalen Hurts plus three at the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, and we use that term loosely, I believe, uh, action. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the uh, the, the Dan Quinn-Dallas defense is trash. So <laughs> they're going to be able to let the Eagles hang around in this game. The Eagles can run. They are going to be effective throwing, because everybody can be effective throwing against that secondary. Um, and I have a feeling, again, we're going to see a game that's back and forth. That's going to think it's going to be high scoring. Uh, The Cowboys get the big primetime spot and it's Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. So yeah, give me the Eagles to win. (laughs)
0: Um, And I'm worried about the Cowboys. They got a lot of injuries. Michael Gallup's out. Uh, Amari ribs, um, Amari ribs, Amari Cooper has bad ribs. He's going to try to play. Um, But even that, uh, I I think the the Cowboys will pull it out. I think they, they get a bit of a wake up call and Zeke will respond. He's been... Threatened to get benched and I think the Cowboys cover and win it by eh maybe ten. More on our after show. Now into our VIP after show program. We are doing battle on a lot of games this week, so this Week three, I, I guess uh, everything is coming to a head now. We both probably feel like we've been, you know, watching enough ball to figure out who's decent, who's bad, and we're, we're making some informed picks. Although I didn't really watch much last
1: week, That's but, that's the point that I was going to make: is it's somebody who's only watched week one against somebody yeah. who's watched two weeks of football. So this is going to be interesting because I'm be like, yeah, I'm surprised that it's it's this divergent. Um, but then I'm thinking, well, you didn't watch read, anything last. I week.
0: read. A, I read a lot this week. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. You know, we'll somehow yeah. find a way to split these games. <laughs> Probably.
0: Let's um, count up how many happens. that is. This whole, this a gotta, lot this
1: week. Got to be like nine. That many? Uh. You took the Dolphins for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> um. It, it looks like eight. It's, eight. It's, okay. It was a
1: lot. Yeah. I just think it'd be good to to double digits there, but then we went on a yeah. run of uh, like the end of the morning games and the end of the early afternoon, we actually started agreeing on a bunch. But yeah, we'll go four and four.
0: <laughs> you, you're probably right about that. Oh, uh, yeah, or we'll it'll, figure it'll, out a way to go four, fun.
1: three, and one so you can get <laughs> one more game on me because you're on this mission to win one game over me every week.
0: Keep it up as long as I can.
1: Please. But, but last week. You've, you got that Thursday nighter on me, so this time I knew I knew well enough not to take the uh you know take the Texans. I wasn't rolling with the Texans three times in a row. I, I knew <laughs> when to jump off of that train. As
0: soon as Davis Mills jumped on, so good yeah. job out of you.
1: And and good and good for you not doing the usual move where I jump off and then you jump on. You're like, <laughs> Oh man, the Texans have covered two times in a row. I'm gonna jump on that and then Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, right off the side of the cliff.
0: It was actually a, a shocker that as much as I rolled, the only thing I really didn't do putting my support behind Carolina was like bet them, like put actual cash oh, on. But everything like else, yeah. yeah, like picking them as my lock, uh, running to the waiver wire and picking up their defense and starting them in fantasy, like everything I did, uh, supporting the Carolina Panthers over the Houston Texans this week, that usually completely blows up in my face. So for that to actually have worked uh, was was awesome, and it was it was a bit of a sweat because, like you were saying, that uh, this this Davis Mills kid found his groove in the two minute warning before halftime and uh, actually started looking decent. And I'm like, uh oh, if they do that all in the second half, this is this is some trouble. Uh, but he, he couldn't put it together in the second half. He, he wasn't very good. That whole team is yeah. not very good. And, they even found yeah. a
1: way with Christian McCaffrey getting hurt.
0: And that's that's the other part that scared the fuck out of me. Like, oh my god, they they show the close up of his, of his hamstring popping, and it's like, yeah. oh no. Uh, yeah. that, so they, they see whoever his backup was come in and just keep running into they the, got the back. Yeah, of this of his kid I've never heard of.
1: Him. His name is Hubba uh, Hubba Bubba.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chubba Hubbard.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> well, you know what I'm calling him from now on. So I hope he I hope he has a very quiet career because I don't want to have to talk about Hubba Bubba too much on this show.
0: Do they sell that still, Hubba Bubba? <laughs> I, I haven't heard that brand name since we were eight years old.
1: I tell you what, I saw this. Well, we're, we're aging ourselves, so like anybody like old like us got that joke. Everybody else is like what? Uh-huh. Probably think I'm horribly racist right now.
0: No, Hubba Bubba. What'd you was, call him? Uh, <laughs> it's a brand name of bubblegum when we were children, yeah. and I have no Hubba idea Bubba. if they still sell it. it's so that's, that's the how new old running it
1: back, is. the new, the new starting running back apparently for the Carolina Panthers, Hubba Bubba.
0: Oh, we could we could fill so many hours just going back and and coming up with brand names of things that don't exist anymore. And Hubba Bubba, that I don't know if that went out with Tab <laughs> Soda or what, but. Um, oh, it's Rogues right there please. up on the
1: shelf. There on the shelf next to that Canfield Diet Chocolate Fudge Soda.
0: Oh, my God. How do you remember
1: that? Because I drank oh. it one time, <laughs> one can. That was when you could still buy soda by the can, and that Canfield's yeah. craft was always 10 for a dollar. And there's a reason <laughs> why, because it tasted like ass
0: the same reason the Weiler's Kool-Aid packets were so much cheaper because they were of lesser quality.
1: <laughs> yeah, Man, I don't even know how chocolate fudge. fudge. I
0: I may have even I may have tried that because I'm sure the I did. It, it was the
1: worst thing I think I've yeah. ever tried. But like I said, you could buy one can at a time, so that meant <laughs> mm-hmm. that a can was a dime. Think about that: right. a can of soda was a dime.
0: That was, that was really going back in the it, day. It wasn't worth the dime that you spent no. on it.
1: <laughs> it wasn't worth it. If I had a dime in my pocket and that was the only thing in the store, I I would I wouldn't drink. I'd wait for <laughs> it to rain in my mouth before I drank that.
0: <laughs> That's interesting because the the most disgusting thing I've ever drank uh, also involves chocolate, which is so weird because I love chocolate so much, and I'm sure you do because who doesn't love chocolate? It's chocolate. Uh, but the most horrible thing I've ever tasted in my life, after I turned 21, I I didn't try a whole lot of uh, alcoholic drinks, but I tried a few. I tried beer. I tried uh, some daiquiris and, and, you know, fruity crap and whatnot. And one time I decided to try a chocolate martini. And that thing tasted like cough syrup with some M&Ms melted in it or something. It was so nasty and it was expensive and I didn't drink it at all. Like I didn't, I took like two or three or four sips, like forcing my, like the first sip was so awful that I could have stopped there. But because I paid $8 or whatever for it, I kept going thinking maybe it might get better. But if it doesn't, I'm still drinking it because it's, because I paid $8 for it. And after like four sips, I was like, nope, can't, can't do it. Can't finish it. Can't keep drinking this. Can't, it's just, it was that, it was nasty. I, I just had to stop. So it's amazing that the most disgusting thing, even one of us have had involves chocolate and,
1: oh. but, but it it's was chocolate. the eighties. was great. I just remember it was the eighties. They added it. I think it was Jewel. you know, and it was 10 cents a can. It was like, you could, you know, the can, not all the Canfield soda was, was terrible. It was good. I mean, it was clearly right. like the generic or the knockoff brand of soda. Um, but you could you could get away with drinking there, you know their generic stuff, you know the regular like knockoff cola, or the the, the knockoff orange. But they came out diet chocolate fudge <laughs> soda is as disgusting as it sounds.
0: Because the chocolate fudge soda was bad enough, but if you if you want chocolate fudge soda, but you're watching your figure, we're gonna give you the diet chocolate fudge yeah. soda. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, and so, and, and it's the '80s. So, did you barely eat there? If, if it's diet and it's in the '80s, are we talking the uh, the saccharin sweetener, or is it that uh, they come out with NutraSweet by then? Had they come out with something better than than the saccharin?
1: Uh, I'm looking it up right now. It was. It came out oh. in 1984. So it's got its own Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> it, it was the. Uh, was sweetened by aspartame so yeah it was uh it was the fake stuff that was the stuff that i hate so i, I can't do anything with oh. aspartame because that's all i okay. taste but yeah they oh wait a minute they just bob green from the chicago tribune reviewed the product and described it as tasting like a calorie-free hot fudge sundae oh. Oh.
0: was that was that him trying to compliment it
1: It was so disgusting. I think so. It actually helped increase their sales. It was so nasty. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I don't have a a recall of it. Like I said, I probably tried it because I love chocolate, but I don't remember it. So that's that's an indicator right there. If I tried it and don't remember it, that means it was terrible. Again, chocolate martini I remember because that was beyond terrible. Again, that was cough syrup with some chocolate in it, and that was just disgusting.
1: Uh, apparently, it's it's still out there somewhere, in the wild. You can still find it. What? This. The brand is still around. It's been sold, but apparently, some of, some of these are still in production. That's just
0: Chocolate I can't it. soda. Yeah, they also produced
1: there. a they also produced a diet cherry chocolate fudge, <laughs> <laughs> and a diet oh, peanut chocolate fudge soda.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Someone was drunk and and was trying to come up with different things there. Yeah. You were mentioning the generic sodas and or the the off-brand sodas. And
1: Mm -hmm. it reminded
0: me of the generic sodas at Jewel, which were also very cheap and, you know, in that same neighborhood of like 10 cents a can or something like that. And yeah, same thing. Like certain flavors were passable, like the grape and and the colas. Um, But. I remember the jewel uh, cream soda specifically because it was basically water. And I, I love creams. Yeah. I love cream soda. It's kind of, it's almost hard for me to, to, for someone to mess up cream soda because it's cream soda. Like I, I very rarely have had a bad cream soda, but the jewel cream soda was terrible because it was basically just water. It, It tasted so watery. It was just not good. But, but all the other cream sodas, I'm I'm down with them. I'm I'm always good for for a cream soda. Uh, I I miss the A and W uh, cream soda. Sh- I'm I'm sure they still have it, but for some reason oh, yeah, I don't really A&W see is still it still
1: around. There's an A yeah. uh, they used to be an A and W here in town. Now they've mostly merged them into like gas stations. Right. But you can still find A and W. I never told you my worst A and W story. Oh, you haven't. I was on a I was on a trip with my sister. And we had stopped somewhere and got, I got a root beer float from A&W, right? And uh, I took it back to the hotel and I I just, you know, I just just couldn't, you know, I was full. I was just like, okay, I just couldn't finish it, right? So I left it on the table. And when I woke up in the morning, the ice cream hadn't melted. What? What? true story it was still floating on top of the root beer
0: so in other words that probably wasn't really ice cream correct <laughs>
1: what was in the root beer float <laughs> to this day I, I'm like afraid to know what was in the what, what's their ice cream made out of <laughs> it should have melted and just <laughs> like become smooth, right yeah, that should have become like that, that that yummy mix of root beer and ice cream. That that's like the bottom of a root beer float. It shouldn't still be floating on top.
0: <laughs> well, you didn't give and it long it enough. And it clearly was. Give it two weeks.
1: It was also <laughs> not 26 degrees in the hotel room. <laughs> it was disgusting. And I don't honestly think I've ever had one since. And this was <laughs> uh, this had to be over 20 years ago that, wow. that happened that's probably still not melted somewhere
0: <laughs> right like those uh some places will have uh displays of mcdonald's food from 1994 and it's yeah the, the burger is, is still intact it's like this is not what food's supposed to do it's supposed to degrade at some point mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes a ice cream and a root uh. beer float where you would think the root beer is above freezing The ice cream is below freezing. The above freezing element usually wins out pretty quickly. It does not leave the ice cream still floating on the top of the root beer the next morning. Unless. That went immediately in the toilet.
0: (laughs) And and probably messed up the the
1: sewage system wherever you are. (laughs) It was was in Minneapolis. Otherwise, you would have thought maybe I was in Flint but I was in Minneapolis because then they would have uh, picked that whole water crisis on me. Of course. It was Root Beer yeah, uh,
0: floats. Daniel Sargent took a look at that uh, Root Beer float and she had a, a question about oh. it. You made it the game 72,
1: 71.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty <laughs> much everyone's reaction to that. That
1: was pretty much uh, mine
0: this were going off of kings and non-seconds are there any other foods you can think of that you haven't Ooh. had in years because you had a bad experience with it and it, it just left you like no never again
1: not that i can think of you know I'm, I'm trying to you know something that i just won't give another chance because it was just like so bad that i can't do it ever again um you know, and I've, I've got to, you know, I've been, I'm sure, in plenty of situations where I've gotten something nasty or undercooked or yeah uh, in situations like that. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head where it's just, no, I, I will never touch that again, no matter what. <laughs> I mean, there are things uh, I won't eat. I won't eat olives. Really? You know, there's just, a, yeah, I hate olives. They're nasty. The devil's fruit. <laughs> uh. Brussels sprouts. My wife's always trying to get me to eat Brussels sprouts. Oh, the worst. she tries to like doctor them up? Butter, bacon. Yeah, you can't paladin these things and make them taste any better. (laughs) Oh
0: come on, honey. I can make anything taste good.
1: Always gonna just taste like nasty ass Brussels sprouts. And I think that goes back to my childhood. I hated. I hated. (laughs) I hated English (laughs) late night bacon. It's all good, baby. Oh, the English peas. <laughs> what was that, just peas and butter? Yeah. Literally? <laughs> but it's English peas. Uh-huh. I think that was the name of your fantasy team one year. Because <laughs> it's so
0: stupid.
1: And I think mine was late night bacon.
0: <laughs> that's not a recipe. Taking peas and put, putting butter on them, that's not you a recipe. You mean taking a few strips
1: of you be taking a few strips of microwavable bacon and putting them on a paper plate with a paper towel over them and putting them in the microwave isn't a recipe that should be in a cookbook? That's,
0: that's also not a recipe.
1: That was also not Paula Deen. That was Rachel Ray. Oh. Uh, with the, with the not, late night bacon.
0: Our apologies to Paula Deen.
1: Yeah. But no, English peas, that's not a recipe either. Just <laughs> taking a can of peas and dumping <laughs> half a stick of butter in it is not a recipe. Oh. Uh. Now I would call that cooking if I did it.
0: Right. Well, but that's not a, a cookbook. That's they don't have men's cookbooks out there for, for confirming. If I bachelor's. put more than
1: one thing together, <laughs> it's cooking. That's cooking, sure. <laughs> My wife is walking by right now cranking up. If I take cereal and pour it in the bowl and add milk, I cooked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's you didn't cook anything, but but you prepared a meal.
1: What if I, I, I if that. I toast if I make toast Oh. And then put butter on it. I cooked. <laughs> I actually really i i cooked. I really cooked crazy the other day because I took cans of tuna, and then I added ingredients to that tuna, and then made toast and made tuna fish sandwiches. I cooked. Wow, that's the extent that's pretty, of my cooking. That's I'm not that's much. There's a lot for you. Actually, the only thing I can actually kind of halfway decent cook is eggs. I, I make good eggs. That's good. Yeah. I do that okay.
0: Uh, they, uh, my wife and, and some coworkers were getting on meat because I combined tuna with something and tried to make sandwiches out of them. And they were like, you don't, that, that doesn't go together.
1: You mean um, like canned so tuna? Know. Like your Yeah. Your yeah all right. Here's your recipes. This is all you need. Miracle whip and some sweet relish. That's all you got to put. Do that. There you go. Put it on some Indeed. toast with a slice of American cheese. That's really good. That's your tuna melt.
0: And now you've cooked a tuna melt.
1: Oh, I, I like – uh, I know people like my wife's family were like blown away when I told them I put sweet relish in uh, my tuna. <laughs> that was like the, well, the way I was always brought up. That was the way we ate it, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was some like ancient Chinese secret.
0: Because <laughs> they know you don't really – Cook much, so they were probably uh, yeah. you know, impressed that yeah. you were able to add that ingredient in. Uh, no, what I, I did mean, was,
1: I, oh, I was going to say because my my wife doesn't like my cooking because I I like botched a meal so bad when we first started, you know, going out, and uh, I tried to make uh chicken in the crock pot. Right? She's like, well, yeah. you just take something and you throw it in the crock pot, and then you you put a liquid in there. So I put the chicken in there, <laughs> and, and I used sweet tea as my liquid. I thought i would give cook- it like a, a, a nice crust, right? I cooked the chicken in the sweet tea, but then I also threw I also threw like uh peaches in there. <laughs> right? I was looking for stuff. I threw peaches, I threw some cinnamon sticks and uh the peaches were like those half peaches that you get out of the can. Yo. And <laughs> Uh, apparently when you put everything in a crock pot in the liquid, everything starts to like absorb its others' flavors, right? Yes. So, my wife gets home <laughs> from work. Well, she's my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> she married me after this. And uh, <laughs> all I can say is the peaches tasted like chicken.
0: Yeah, you got some chicken-flavored peaches. That is,
1: and I don't that know of anybody ever who can claim that. <laughs> they actually made peaches taste like chicken. But I did. I haven't had to cook many times since then.
0: What she did? What she, she was, I'm, I'm sure.
1: I'm like, okay, we're pot. You got sweet tea. <laughs> you got canned peaches. I'm gonna redeem myself. No, no, no. It's okay. I'll make dinner. Right. That,
0: that's what she figured out after yeah. marrying you. Is that you did yeah. that on purpose?
1: I'm bringing. I'll, I'll pick something up on the way home.
0: <laughs> you did we'll that order, on purpose. So you, we'll order change. She would never I wish I
1: was I it. wish I was that smart to botch something so bad on purpose. I actually take credit for that, but no, it, it was it was an actual effort.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if you're the food person to ask in the, uh, this opinion, but I'll do it anyway.
1: All oh, I'm I I'm good at was, I, I can I, I'm good at eating. I could be like a food critic. I just I can't cook.
0: Same here. Um so all I did was I, 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 I like tuna salad, but I hate mayonnaise, right? So I, what I, all I did was I took you know the canned tuna and I wanted a like a tuna salad sandwich. I wanted something quick at lunch, yeah. uh, but I don't like mayonnaise.
1: Oh, all I did. don't was, tell me you use like ranch or something.
0: I used hummus. All I did was mix up some tuna Ooh. and some hummus
1: Ooh. And I, I you should' you'd have been better off using ranch. Oh come on! I liked
0: it. It wasn't like plain. It wasn't plain hummus. It was like you know the garlicky type hummus. So
1: I can't handle hummus.
0: Oh, it's just brown chickpeas. There's nothing wrong with hummus. I don't like hummus. Okay, well, okay, well, you're on the long list because nobody else liked my invention. I thought I invented a new kind of tuna salad, and, and I and I liked it, and nobody else liked it. So. Hmm. I'm I'm all alone. You know wind. what you needed? Sweet tea and 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 peaches and, and peaches. relish. Yeah, mixed it all together. That sounds uh. gross, <laughs> even to me. It sounds like Indians stew. No, I'm just
1: like. I'm just not a hummus guy. I don't know if it's a smell or, or I'm just, yeah, not a big fan of hummus.
0: Okay. I don't eat it all the time, but I, I like hummus. It's a nice little dip, and, well, it gives and I tried points to, for
1: creativity.
0: I, I tried, you know, it's, it's more than I usually try to do uh, as far as meal preparation. Usually, I just buy <laughs> whatever's frozen.
1: Oh man! Uh, and all this starts because I made fun of the guy's name,
0: <laughs> the Hubba Bubba.
1: <laughs> hubba Bubba.
0: Kings of non sequitur. We can go on a, a tangent well. That's you know,
1: them. we had we had Lou from Jersey thought this was a different show.
0: This isn't Kings of Non-Sequitur, Lou. This is now In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Different yes, show. Totally it's Kings
1: different. of non the off-season version yes. of In Much Less Say Detail, Detail to the
0: the branding. It's all about the branding.
1: That's right. Because as as, you know, obviously it's not the same show when we're when we're not talking about football.
0: That's right. I'm talking about every, totally anything else. Show. Any subject, any topic, anything goes is the, is the way I put it, I believe.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and, and more often than not, that is uh, accurate.
0: Yeah, so I have my foods that I don't eat either. Um, being black, it appears to be controversial that I refuse to eat chitlins, and I don't know why that's controversial I, because I don't are think disgusting. that's
1: controversial, but I can say I don't think but, that's controversial. But you're not because black. I don't. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I cannot speak to it.
0: Last I checked, anyway.
1: Um, uh, I, well, <laughs> you know what? If I decide to be, I am.
0: If you identify?
1: If I identify, you can't say nothing.
0: That's right. Call you Jason Dolezal.
1: It um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Me, me yeah, and Sean King and Rachel Dolezal, we all <laughs> hanging out together. You can't judge. Don't judge me. You're discriminating against me. It's reverse racism, man. Uh.
0: Yeah, I don't know why every time I, I meet black people and. The subject of food comes up, and I reveal that I've never tried chitlins and don't ever intend now, to. Now,
1: do you volunteer that, or do they just assume that you do, or does it do you get asked? I mean,
0: well, it, it, so at work, I'm sure this. Well, I'm. I, I say I'm sure, but I'm. I would assume it's happened to you in situations where you're bored in a group of people, and food comes up. The topic of food oh, comes sure. up, and, and yeah, all so the time. Just, yeah. Yeah, so it's just something like that where food comes up at because 'cause we're bored and oh, I, I like this and I don't like this and this and then oh, I mean, right. what do you eat or what do you not what, what do you refuse to eat? Oh, I've never tried chitlins. I don't know why anyone would. <gasps> You've never tried chitlins? Boy, put some hot sauce on it and put this and that in. you ain't man, you gotta come to my house. I'm gonna cook you up some chit No. <laughs> I I don't care how well you think you make them, I'm not putting big intestines in my mouth. And not only that Actually, much more important than that, because before I ever knew what chitlins were, my grandmother was making them in the house, and I was smelling them. And that is reason number one through 100 why I will never try chitlins, is because they smell so disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) have Have you ever smelled chitlins being cooked? No. No, it's, I, I can't even describe it to you. It's not, it, it's worse than ass. It, and and when you think about what they are, which is pig intestines, it, it makes sense that it smells like that, but it smells worse than that. Cause it smells like ass, like combined with garbage, right? It, it smells like it, it's, oh. I, I, that. that's the only way I can really think to describe it. It just smells like a, a hot pile of garbage in 90 degree weather. Uh, with some stinky, shitty draws thrown on top of it. That's what Chitlin smells like. I'm not putting something in my mouth ever as long as I live that smells like that. Alright? That's All before right. I found out what they were.
1: Well, that's like when we were on our way out to Albuquerque and my wife and I stopped at the place outside Omaha that had the uh, the Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, it was like they were famous for it. It was like the home of the Testicle Festival. It was the, I'm serious. Nice. And, uh, we went there. Speaking and, of and my wife, had, and they were good. My wife, mm-hmm. my wife had some.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: But, you know, it's all fried up and cooked. Eh. Hmm. You know? Yeah,
0: and, uh, no, good for you. Is all I can say is is, is good for you. I, I just, I, I can't.
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's not something I'm craving. You know, like yeah. when my, when my wife's <laughs> like, oh man, we gotta go back there. I gotta go get me some. <laughs> I gotta go get me some balls. <laughs>
0: Give me some bull balls. And the only yeah. balls
1: I'm eating are cheese cheese balls. Those are the only <laughs> balls I'm at.
0: Uh, I'm having malt balls. I love those uh,
1: those malt oh, balls. Oh yeah, some Whoppers at the theaters. Yeah, yeah, get stuff some Whoppers. Those are those are good.
0: Mm hmm. That's probably but why yeah, I'm never I'm I'm
1: away from the actual ones. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and like the only other thing I can really think of that's like the two things that I had as a kid that I actually tried and don't want to ever try again would be liver. I don't know if you ever had liver. Um, yeah. And, and are you, are you not a fan? It's
1: not, it's not anything that left a mark so bad that I will never eat it again.
0: Yeah, it, it did to me. Cause it's just, I don't know why, but it's, ugh. um, and then, uh, sweet potatoes or yams. What happened there was a bad uh, incident in, in kindergarten where I, I, had a few too many and, and uh, did not have a oh, fun night. Sure. And as a yeah. result, I, I tend to stay
1: away from. Well, I, I love me some yams. A lot of people Two do. They're not bad. Yams. I just. Yeah, no. It's I had I had that happen. I, I was a kid and I remember I used to eat raw green peppers. Ooh. You know, I used to love it. I could just sit there and just take a green pepper and just eat that thing raw. And then eventually, and then there was I got the flu or a cold or something as a kid, and mm. uh, you know. Saw them a second time, and uh, <laughs> that's the end of that. And I couldn't eat green peppers for for years. I couldn't even I couldn't have them in anything, on anything near me. I couldn't smell them. If I saw them on a Jewel ad or a Dominic's ad, it was just like, nope, get away from me. It made me sick just because of that that feeling, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, trauma.
1: Yeah, and it was nothing. That, it wasn't there. It wasn't the, the, the peppers' fault that I got sick. Right. But right. that was yeah. That was sort of the triggering event, and it was the last thing I had, and I blamed the peppers because I was a kid.
0: Sure, I, I understand that. Um, I went about maybe ten or fifteen years between eighth grade and when I became an adult, where I couldn't eat peanut butter cookies, which I love
1: so much. I, I had that too. I had that happen too on a New Year's. Oh, just had yeah, too we many. Got just sick off too many. many. Yeah, my mom made my mom made those peanut butter cookies with the Hershey's kiss on top. Mm. Got sick, you know, bam, couldn't eat them for years.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, These weren't homemade. These were like the generic store brand. And I I, I even remember uh, exactly what I was watching when I bought them, not because I got sick, but because of the uh, traumatic situation on TV that I was watching. I got sick eating generic peanut butter cookies getting ready to watch game one of the 1989 World Series between the Giants and the A's, which was postponed for however many days because of an earthquake that killed people. And I was just sitting there just absentmindedly shoving yeah. these cookies into my mouth, watching TV going, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm watching. This was like, the, you know, before not I London, remember. before the Persian Gulf and all of that, this was like yeah. – uh, the the next biggest traumatic thing that we watched as a kid right after you know several years after the NASA thing the Challenger
1: yeah uh, this was well, like well we the were next in thing. school for that one right right but like those, yeah, I remember as as I remember them rolling things, the TV. yeah rolling the TV into the room you know cause, yeah. you know Mr Dominic busts into the room the, the Challenger exploded like uh, you know, yeah, I remember Miss Allen? She grabs the cart, right? Rolls the thing over, plugs in the TV, turns it on, and like the very first image that popped up on the screen was the replay of the thing blowing up.
0: Yeah, just big ball of fire.
1: Yeah. Oh, it looks fine. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, try to raise your Ed, Yeah, too. and she's crying. Yeah. You know, that was the, uh, you know, the, the teacher blew up, and, uh, yeah, it's like that was the, that was like the traumatic, like thing. And then yeah, the earthquake for especially for us who were like baseball fans and sports fans, and it was baseball on national TV. You know, and we were limited to just watching local teams. And I yeah, I, I watched that happen live. I'm sure same as you did.
0: Yeah, we were in, in, in our own household, and I was chomping away on cookies and just watching and just shocked, just couldn't believe what I was seeing.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild.
0: Well, yeah, we had a lot of uh, throwback memories tonight in in a short amount of time.
1: Uh, it tends to happen. We, we, what were we talking about? Hubba Bubba. <laughs> <Right. laughs> we talked about that Thursday night football game, and all. Of, then we were talking about Hubba Bubba and, and nasty soda, and now we're talking about the the earthquake in San Francisco, where the uh, when when they when somebody decided that uh, maybe it wasn't a good idea to build the interstate on top of itself. Oh.
0: Yeah, it kind of comes uh, tumbling down like a like a Lego house, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you had the yeah. You know, give the although you got to give the, the the bottom deck credit, it didn't fall too. So everybody <laughs> well. just got smushed. But I remember uh. that all of a sudden they you know the, the the feed comes back and then all of a sudden you're you know they're talking about like all the pandemonium and then it goes to all the national news reports and you're seeing like the city's on fire and the roads have collapsed and yeah that was a big one. It wasn't the big one, but it was a big one.
0: It was a very big one. Yes, a lot of casualties, and uh, yeah, really, really
1: bad time. And
0: uh, like I said, just the you, what well, you were saying the anticipation of watching the World Series was a little yeah, back that's all you're excited for because you didn't have ESPN, you didn't have all these nationally televised games all the time. You had like one national game a week, basically. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was, you know, if you didn't live uh, in a market that you were able to see uh, a team's games regularly, then you were just kind of shit out of luck and waiting for uh, all-star games and playoffs and and World Series, because that was the only time you could really watch whole games. Um, So, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Uh, so you uh, you're talking about the long week that you have, and I'm yeah. not going to press you on anything. Whatever you want to share, if, if anything, uh, about your long week, and if you don't want to share anything, that's completely understandable too.
1: Oh, no, I mean, you have got the goop. The goop has been going around here through the uh, through the school system. So you know, both my kids uh, are you know waiting, waiting. Uh, well, my daughter's waiting for a test, and 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 the other cute factor uh, has his test tomorrow morning. So Trin went this morning and got her test and told her to study hard last night for a test. And my son uh, is in bed. They're both in bed and uh, he's studying hard for his test tonight. But yeah, they've been uh, mildly, I would say mildly symptomatic, but uh, definitely symptomatic, you know? Yeah. So you don't know. You can't be too careful. Is it allergies? Is it a cold? Um, but my wife, you know, after Thursday, my daughter had kind, kind of a kind of a rough day. Was it Thursday? No, it was when uh, Wednesday was sort of the start, and then Thursday, um, she got home from school and was really like it was like okay. My wife had gotten some of the take-home tests, right? The the ones you get from Walgreens just to be safe. And we had a, she got one for everybody. And I haven't, I'm the only one who hasn't taken one yet. And she gave one to, to Trin on Thursday. And, uh, immediately, whatever the whatever the positive result on that, I guess it shows like a pink line and a blue line. If you're positive, as soon as she'd like put the stuff in there, it was like, bam, pink line. It's like, okay. So Mm -hmm. the at home test came back immediately positive. But then for my son, it came back negative. Um, and uh, she calls me at work, and it's like oh, I had about an hour left to go in my workday. I'm like, well, I I'm, I can't leave because I have to lock up the place. You know, it's not one of those where they can just pull me out. And so, like, by the time I call somebody who has keys to come and lock up the place for me, it would have been that hour. So I wait. I waited out the rest of the evening, closed up, but called HR. You know, it was a full intention that you know, oh yeah, she had a positive at-home test and she's symptomatic that I basically have to quarantine until she gets that result. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm on sort of a, uh, you know, semi-quarantine. I'm like awaiting the result. So apparently the test that she took is uh, accurate 85% of the time. Yeah. So one in six chance. So there's a chance, I'm saying there's a chance, but she's got a one in six chance that it's actually a false positive.
0: Right. You know. Um and you were saying that she was you know, was symptomatic and was and had some days where she wasn't feeling too good, but was already starting to feel a little better.
1: Uh today. Today yep. she uh today she said she was starting to feel a little bit better, but she's still having uh she's not dealing with like as well she I don't know. It goes it comes and it goes. She gets like really stuffy. Um but with her the thing that I've noticed the most is uh fatigue. Like she gets right. really white. Like she'll walk up the stairs and she's out of breath. Yeah. You know. You I know. Mean, I mean she's not like the most athletic kid. But she could definitely walk up a flight of stairs without getting tired or winded. Right. You know? And uh even my son tonight, my wife, uh, every once in a while, I'll just randomly have the kids do, like, do some sit-ups, do some jumping jacks, right? Just do something. All you know, we've been cooped up in the house all day, and then she'll just be like, "Oh, you know, hey, do do, do some exercise." And she told my son, "Do 20 push-ups," and he can he could bang out 30 push-ups like it's nothing, and he got to about eight or nine, and he was done. Ooh. Like he was turning red, and he was just like, "I, I can't do it anymore." And I was like, "Wow." And now he's coughing a lot. So he's showing, like, so it's weird because they're both showing completely different symptoms for things, but a cold or allergy, you don't know. So mm-hmm. that's why we've both, that's why at some point here we've got them both out for tests. Right. So we'll find yeah. out. My, my wife is convinced that she's going to be positive. I've got a bad feeling she will be too, but I'm holding out. The, I, I'm being the, you know, I'm the one holding out for the negative test here. One, and I just uh, don't want my kids to have it, right? You know, and I'm trying to be the optimistic one, which is rare. (laughs) But you know, but my wife is the one who administered the at-home test, and the thing is, you know, when it says it's 85% positive, that doesn't give you a whole lot of wiggle room. And she's symptomatic, and like kids in her class have had it, like it's gone through her class, you know, and um. So there's a lot of things that would point to the fact that that would make sense that she took an at-home test, considering that her friends have it, and you know other kids in her class have been on quarantine, you know. So we'll see. I'm either going to be back at work in two or three days, or I'm not going back to work for a week and a half. Yeah. Because uh, apparently, with a you know, if with an with a the way the w- rules are for my job, if there's a in the house case. I gotta be home for ten days.
3: Which
1: is, is you gotta be, you gotta be safe. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't want to expose other people, you know, because I don't have, you know, I'm not showing any clear and obvious signs of anything, but I could be spreading something to somebody without even knowing it. Exactly. So I'm at home, and tomorrow I'll be uh, watching football. We're hopefully she got that test this morning. They said it takes up to two days, or could take two days. So we're hoping that tomorrow or Monday we find out. Um, This is this is just the part that sucks. The part that sucks is waiting waiting for them to call you. Yeah. You know, and in the in the town that I'm in, um, they had been we had been so low. Where anybody who went for a test, you were getting, like, immediate results. But now that the numbers are starting to shoot up again here, mm-hmm. um, the tests are starting to lag because they're doing so many of them. Nope. Yep. So it also doesn't help that she got it on a Saturday. She got the only – she. Uh, my wife called – I'll get this on Thursday night, called to get my daughter in for her test. And the test that my daughter took this morning was the only spot they had left for the whole day today. Wow. So my son, that's why he's going tomorrow, because they didn't have two open spots for Saturday. My daughter literally got the last one today. Mm. So that's how full up they are. So he's going right away first thing tomorrow morning. And, you know, we, we've, we've kind of joked that the ironic part would be that, you know, she comes back negative and then he ends up being the positive one.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. So now he to cough a lot you know, getting winded and, but yeah, it's a virus virus is going to do what virus is going to do.
0: Yeah. And and I think you guys are realistic and and know what the likelihoods are and whatnot. So, Um,
1: yeah, yeah, Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be fatalistic at all about this. I mean, neither one of them are showing anything that's like, you're like, you're worried, right? Like nothing worse than what I've been through with them for for colds or flus. Um, I don't know if I've ever told the story about my son on the show, but when he was like three, um, I want to say he was either three or four. He might've been in 4k at the time. Uh, you know, comes out of his room and I, I I'm, I'm, I'm up here. I'm on the upstairs and this is his bedrooms on the downstairs and, and he's sitting on the couch and it's, I don't know, nine thirty, ten o'clock, ten thirty, And, uh, my wife's like, well, Grant, you know, he's got a fever. I'm
3: like, what?
1: Oh, okay. So I come down the stairs, and I go, and he's sitting on the couch. And I get, I don't know, six feet away from him, and I could feel the heat coming off. him. Mm. I was like, wow, what the hell? So, know, yeah, I grab the thermometer, and I take his temperature, and it was like 106. Ooh. Yeah. For kids, that's not good. Mm. I had a a 105-something fever one time. That got me in the hospital because it turned out I had like a kidney infection. I was in the hospital for a week. Um, So I'm thinking, you know, know, I was, I'll tell you, way more worried then than I am about any of this right now. That was like emergency room, you know, all kinds of stuff. They just sent him home. Literally, they took this this kid, four-year-old kid with a 106-degree temperature. My wife takes him to the emergency room. My daughter's up, up, you know, with me, 'cause she's freaking out, 'cause she's all sad, 'cause she pretends to have, you know, she's that typical pretends not to like her brother, but, you know, something happens to him, and then all of a sudden, she cares, you yeah. know, you know that that's just the sibling thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they send them home. You know what they said? Ah, it's just a virus. The pass.
0: <laughs> okay
1: yeah no hundred and six fevers no uh no none of that so as long as as long as the symptoms stay mild and everybody follows the protocols and things go the way they're supposed to go, whether it's positive or negative you know. on to the next thing
0: yeah I was uh, uh, very relieved to here uh here when you told me that the uh symptoms were on the milder side because that's yeah definitely that's what i understand from what my doctor was saying when i got it was if it starts out mild it's probably not going to get severe if you start out severe is the, the where the problems come in but if you start out mild it's probably going to stay yeah, that mean, way I, so
1: if it just hits you hard i guess if it's going to get you it's going to get you right away right when
0: it's going to yeah
1: come up and surprise you no it it was a it was a thing where it started to like, it really got to be front of mind when, and I think for my wife too, to buy all the at-home kits was when it started hitting like close, like in the classroom, like the kid next to her mm-hmm. goes home, you know, like literally the kid who sits at the desk over from her, he gets sent home, he's on quarantine, One, a couple of her friends have got it, you know, and these this is, you know, so it makes sense that these are kids and no matter how much you tell kids, you know, stay away or do their kids. The kids no, are going to be kids. you,
0: can't, you know. That's absolutely understandable, which is why I'm still wondering why there a lot of these communities are, are making their kids go back to school like it's clear that there's a breakout going on. So I, I don't I just don't understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. That was my first reaction uh, when you told me about it. Was actually uh, angry. I was uh, mad for you guys and and for your children uh, for being in this situation. That is this. This two damn years now we've had this thing going around. And we, you know, if we just do the right thing, we can you know pretty much tamp this thing out. But we just don't want to do the right thing. We don't want to be considerate to people who aren't us. And that's a, a failing on all of our parts, so here we go. just keeps going, and you know seemingly until every friggin human being gets it, it's what it feels like sometimes but uh yeah, that was my my first thought I was just mad that it's still this crap is still going on. This is you know a year and a half now after I had it, so to think that it's still you know obviously a different variant now, but yeah,
1: it's obviously it, it's just and things are going to continue. I don't think it's ever gonna become. It almost sounds like this is one of those things that once it's out in the wild, it's another, it's another strain. All you're going to just do is be fighting like the next strain. It's going to be like getting the flu shot, right? You're always like a year behind. It's like any time they're going to do anything, they're always going to be chasing the new one. And it's like, that's where the, that's where the frustration is going to come in. Now on the positive side, if there's a positive side to this. You know, the way that these things usually will work out is as they mutate, what happens is they tend to get more transmissible, but less fatal. You
0: know, certainly hope that's what the case is with this.
1: But uh, I don't think we're ever going to see a situation, not in, not in any time soon, where it's just suddenly going to just become zero.
0: No, um, but it's, it's, it could become close to it if we you know all do what we're supposed to do and mask up and stay distant and all that, but that's just... Not going to happen. And like I said, just some of these communities to insist that the kids have to go to school even with all this in the air. Like, you know, like you just told, you just said it. You know what's going to happen when you get a bunch of kids together. Like whatever they got is going to eventually get to all of them because they're kids and they're going to do that. Things are going to mingle and whatnot. And, you know, it's bad enough for us uh, adults to go to work with uh, going around in our communities, but at least most of us know to, to keep distant and mask up. Uh, kids, of course, are not going to be doing that because they're kids. Um, so that's where the the at home uh, schooling would come. Now, I'm not a parent, so for me to have these uh, opinions on it, I don't I don't know if I have all the uh, the components, or all the knowledge to to make that decision. Uh, but it would seem to me, just from from a distance, that the the safest thing or the best thing would be to keep the uh, the at home uh Education going instead of putting everybody in, in this big petri dish like that.
1: Yeah, and my, I mean, my kids have been back in school now for almost a year. In school, they were virtual to start last year, but then they were back, and I want to say November ish they went back, and it was a limited schedule. It was like four days a week. It was mandatory masks. And then when it, you know, that went through the end of the school year. And then when it opened back up this year, it opened up a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to feel, you know, now it's becoming more of a, you know, more mitigation. And But now I will say, I think out of all the schools in this area, I think the, the school my kids go to is like the second hardest hit out of all. of them. Mm-hmm. Most of the schools have very few, if any, but for some reason, the the school they're at, and then the grades they're in, just seem to be the ones where the breakouts have happened, and that's what makes yeah, it hard, you
0: know. Well it was, it was the same down here um, in in Memphis. That once the summer hit, then everything started opening up, and everyone was like, "Yep, oh, it's over. Let's party. Let's celebrate." And then, no, not not quite.
1: So it, it's everywhere. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be, you know, and I we've talked about it enough on this show there's so much uh it's been so politicized there's so much mixed messaging that's going on out there what, what what you can do what you can't do uh there's been a lot of hypocrisy involved in it and i think that just makes uh it's made it hard it's made it hard because it's been you know co-opted into something that you know it's, it's not so much about public safety anymore it's it's about a lot of other things let's just say you know um, you know, and there, there's a lot of uh, boy. There's a lot of animosity around this whole thing now, and it's like people people have lost their easy targets, so they've created new easy targets, and it's just the, the, the world we have now with the social media, and everybody's got an opinion. Um, it's really easy to, to get lost in that because there's so much of it out there right now, and and, no. and even even the people. People can't even agree on things, and just what's driving it, and it's yeah, there's so many motives, and you know. But we know there's always one thing behind all of it. Always. It's all about the money.
0: Yeah, we were. Uh, my wife and I were talking about it the other night. Like, what would drive politicians or people in power to continue to push things that are clearly incorrect? as far as the, the public knowledge and, and information out there. And it's it's because they have the power, they have the money uh, to get whatever medicine they need, to get whatever treatment they need, to get whatever their children need. Uh, when this thing gets to them, they know that they have the best. They, they, they know that they're going to be taken care of. So as, as with a whole lot of things, it comes down to privilege. If you've got the privilege and you've got, the power to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of, then you can say things like uh, horse dewormer is the way to go or bleach or whatever. You can do stupid crap like that. And you're right. It's, there's no reason for safety to be politicized, but yeah, that's where we are. That is, that's where the country is right now. And everything you got to have a, you got to have a take, you got to have an angle, you got to have a slant. And It's really sad that it's got to be that way. Yeah.
1: yeah but, but You're more angry than I am.
0: I mean, yes, I, I guess I am. Uh, I'm, I'm angry for the the innocent kids that don't have to, shouldn't have to go through this. Um, I'm, I'm I'm angry for the adults, but I'm angrier for the the kids because the uh, adults that aren't doing the right things are the ones that are keeping this thing going and spreading it around. And now more and more kids are, are getting it, and, and our hospital are. Children's Hospital down here in bonner is absolutely overflowed, and it's just you know dead bodies stacking up basically, and it, it shouldn't have to be that way. It really shouldn't. Um, but uh, I definitely want to you know say that uh, you know I, I wish your your children the best. I'm I'm sad for them, but um, I'm definitely. Uh, feeling optimistic because their their symptoms are on the milder side and they're they're strong. They're going to get through this. It's just going to take some time. You know, a couple of weeks, they'll be good as new. Uh, if they're, yeah. you know, anything from, if anything I can lend from my experience uh, is that it, it can be tough. And I certainly uh, empathize with the, the lack of wind situation. It, it really does affect you and hit you hard as far as that goes.
1: Yeah. Now, you remember, because uh, I had a scare with it last year, if you remember, Um, Yeah, you
0: had something pretty bad. It turned out to to be not bad. It wasn't, bad. I had
1: it where it wasn't COVID, but I remember having to call um, the hotline. This was June of last year, and I called the hotline because, I mean, I was at that point very similar with my daughter. I mean, I would just go from downstairs and walk up the stairs, and I was so winded that I had to sit down. And all I had done was walk up the stairs. Like it was like I had to sit down for a few minutes before I would find the rest of my strength to get up and walk the last fifteen feet to the bed. I, I can yeah, remember I, being I can remember being on the phone with the with the place, calling to see if they wanted me to go in for a test and the girl on the phone was like, you don't need to wait for a test. You need to go to the ER. Like you need to go to the doctor like right now. And I'm like, no, 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 I ain't going, I'm not dying. <laughs>
3: this
1: ain't killing me. I'll wait for the test.
3: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: Cause I was of that opinion. Like once you go to the ER, you don't come home. Cause now you're That's just walking lot, into the Petri dish.
0: A lot of them don't,
1: you know? So I was just like, I felt safer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being it's like no no I, the last place i want to go is be is around more sick people
0: uh, you're definitely and, uh, not alone there I have, I have a coworker that uh her uh diabetes numbers shot like through the roof and she refused to go to the hospital because she said you know because of all the covid sick people there she just yeah rather stay at home with that
1: yeah and i and i waited it out and this is back when the test results took jeez four or five days you know the so results right. you know so we're hoping you know and get these back on the kids and you know it it it's at that point now where you know we, we were prepared for both outcomes
3: mm-hmm. yeah you
1: know? and my wife even went and took the next step and scheduled herself a test um, because now that I guess because I don't know with her work basically because my daughter failed the at-home test she's got to have a negative test to be able to go back to work I don't mine mine's not as strict. I guess they don't put as much faith in the in the you know the uh, the home version of the game hmm. um, as as they do in the actual you know, like in the PCR tests. So I mean, obviously, if she goes, she has the at home test positive, and she goes and she gets the regular test and she's negative, they're like, well, then you don't need to go. So okay, but then I know if my daughter uh, if her test comes back positive, uh, my next step is to go get a test for myself. Right. Or at least take that next step and, and take the at-home one to see if it's worth doing.
0: Well, And then one more small piece of advice is um, it spreads kind of slowly, at least when I had it last summer because I thought I'd gotten away with not giving it to my wife because right. she she gets out of the house when I uh start getting symptoms. When I tell her, honey, I just realize I can't taste anything. You probably should leave. And she leaves and goes to a hotel and she was good for about four, five, six days. Then she got symptoms and then she tested positive. So, you know, just because someone, you know, you know, just because your kids have got symptoms right now, doesn't mean you're going to test positive or have symptoms anytime soon. It might be another half a week or or even a whole week. Um, is weird. It's just the stupidest thing, and yeah. it sucks that that we're, it's still going around. You know, two years later, and like you said, I'm just as afraid as you are of that this is something that's going to be with us because it sure doesn't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon.
1: I just you just don't know if it's going to be. Is it going to be with us to the point where you know somebody gets it and then they shut entire countries down over it, or is it just yeah. going to be? It's just you know it's going to become. Like the flu where it's gonna become a seasonal thing. you it's a very seasonal thing now if you look at the spikes and the peaks and the valleys, it's not just it's constant all the time, it know like it 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 just blew through the south like down in Europe and now it's now it's starting to get cold yeah, up it's here and back up starting, and coming back up here, you know, yeah. and uh same thing with the flu season, like flu season would be normally kicking off here in the next month, right, so. We'll see. I don't know if that's something that's just going to become part of life and we deal with it, or if it's going to be, you know, we're going to turn into Australia Mm. or New Zealand, where they shut the whole country down because there was one positive case.
0: Yeah, there's some other country that I read did something like another really small island, like you know Fiji or something like that, or Tonga. Um, yeah, you can you can do that when you like you pointed out when New Zealand did it. They have so many fewer people, of course, so it's right. much easier to do. And
1: you're an island.
0: And you're by yourself. You're on an island. You're, <laughs> yeah, literally, you're literally on literally
1: an, an island. island. Little easier to control it when you're an island mm-hmm. versus uh, you know a country with uh, you know third of a billion people. Right. Or actual countries like India or China with a billion people.
0: No. No kidding
1: so yeah
0: yeah the uh, best of luck is all i can say and 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 we're praying for your kids and, and loving on them from a distance and uh, yeah
1: hopefully I'll be uh, sending you the i well, send you the news, but hopefully I'll be sending you the good news and hopefully that 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 one in six chance for my daughter uh to be uh to be negative and that's what it's just, just a false positive and we can just go back to you know go back to to living here again.
0: Uh, we we're, we're all hoping for the best. Um so yeah, uh eight different uh picks that we're going against tomorrow in this long uh week 3, another extended week of football every team playing the like we were talking about the first 5 weeks this year have uh have a full schedule instead of the first 3 like normal. So that's uh, that's a new thing as well. Uh, and teams are starting to get beat up. These, these all these running backs and receivers tomorrow that uh, are, are game time decisions, and guys getting called up in their place, and all these quarterbacks that went down in week two. I, I didn't play the mash theme for that, but that was uh, last year was week one where everyone was getting hurt, getting hurt, and this year was week two where it seemed like every quarterback was getting banged up. Um, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. But uh, I, I like these differences that we have differences of opinions and different viewpoints and, and we'll, we'll see who uh who saw it best uh, like you said we're probably just going to split
1: them well we'll go four and four we'll figure out a way
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, or one right. of
1: us will be one of us will be a game up on the other going into that monday night game to, to be the difference maker probably
0: all right so uh unless you have anything else i think we're done
1: yeah, no, I'm I'm ready for, I'm ready to, to call it a night, although after the show I very rarely ever, just, I can't just go to bed for some reason.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll be sitting up and watching TV for an hour or something.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll putz around for a little bit, I'll go lay in bed, watch some videos, read some news, do something for a little bit, and then I'll eventually the phone will fall on my face and it'll be time for bed. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. And I'm sure everyone listening extends their uh, thoughts and prayers to the cute factors as well. And they're going to be fine. Uh, They're they're strong kids and got strong parents and everything's going to work out for them. All right. uh, Football tomorrow and we will be back with the full football party two hours next week where we talk about the week three festivities and get ready for week four in the NFL. And we will talk to you next weekend.
3: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves
1: to work,